Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. This week, we spent two episodes talking about the Royal Philanthropic Vaccine Expedition. Not the Royal Philharmonic Vaccine Expedition, which is how my brain kept wanting to read it. Yes, and as as we discussed in the studio, but hopefully none of it made in, its way into uh, the actual recording, a uh, large number of times while typing the episode into a script, I typed the word smallpox when I meant cowpox, and those are not the same thing at all. No, but it is, it's so tricky when you're working on something like this where you have the <laughs> yeah. similar words, where it's just like, you gotta be constantly focused on it or you will miss one. It's almost impossible not to. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I I didn't really get into in the show is there are a lot of like pretty brief treatments, you know, short articles of this whole expedition that exist around. And a lot of them take this very heroic approach. Like this was Spain's heroic effort. Which, I mean, and there are definitely elements of it that you could describe as heroic um, but they don't really touch on the fact that Balmas really seems to have been kind of a jerk in a lot of contexts. And I, when I was working on the part about they're getting to Puerto Rico and the vaccine's already there and he got so mad about it and had this sort of campaign against the existing vaccine program, I kind of imagine him just kind of stomping his feet and being like, but I wanted to do it. Like, <laughs> right. He comes off to me as such a cudgel of a man, right? And you see why he would have been chosen to do this because he clearly was a person with a bias for action and that had led to his success and recognition of his abilities. But that also meant that he was not well-suited for the sensitivity that they had been encouraged to exhibit when they were dealing with a lot of these communities. Right. He kind of needed, like a partner in the mix who would have been good at the human relations part while he was good at the administrative part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that it, it reminded me of, like, number one, as I was working on it, I was like, wow, this is such a logistical tangle to try to get this fragile vaccine to all of these different places. Um, and, you know, if you were just sending some vaccine, you were shipping it in the mail, and it arrived and didn't work, you could ask again. But if you were trying to send an expedition of people whose entire purpose was to create this massive vaccine program over more than a continent, uh, and they got there and their vaccine did not work, then that would be ruined, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was a huge logistical thing. And I kept thinking, like, man, this is, like, it. it's beyond the idea that we're going to need to send COVID vaccine with help from Dippin' Dots, which was, like, a a news article from slightly earlier in the current uh, pandemic that we are all de- dealing with. So I kept thinking about, like, the the parallels between just the logistical hurdles that are happening with the current vaccine presently and the logistical hurdles that existed in, in introducing the smallpox vaccine to the world. And the other parallel that I saw was, like, the the same sort of attitude about people who were having hesitancy about vaccines mm-hmm. and people taking this approach that's like, well, if you're scared, you are clearly ignorant and I'm just going to talk to you like you're a, a, an ignorant, stupid person and be really insulting 
And I'm just going to say that does not work. You are not going to convince a scared person to get a vaccine or to vaccinate their children by yelling at them and calling them names. (laughs) Right. We know psychologically that is the worst way to convince somebody of something. So don't don't do that. Uh, we have talked about the the podcast Sawbones on the show before, hosted by Sydney McElroy, who is a doctor, and her husband Justin McElroy, who is not a doctor. Um, and uh, they did an episode about how to talk to people about vaccine hesitancy really recently. <laughs> and one of the things they talked about was basically you're not you're not going to change people's minds by yelling at them. What? And a lot of a lot of the hesitancy is coming from fear and some of the fears like there is some element of justification to being scared about a thing that's going to you know affect your life. Well, and like the combination of fear and then shame is deadly. It will shut somebody down completely. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's not cool. So, yeah. Um, the COVID vaccine is definitely far safer than vaccinating somebody with an arm-to-arm smallpox chain <laughs> carried across the ocean. Uh, I know I am eagerly awaiting the day they get to general population COVID vaccine ab- availability here in Massachusetts, and I will be lining up to oh, get that put into my arm. I am ready. Can I just tell you, you might decide that I'm a monster in any way you didn't already know. Ooh. None of this grosses me out at all. Yeah? Like, the whole, like, we're gonna lance a boil from a cow and put it in you, that does not gross me out at all for some reason. I have weird sensitivities. I mean, as everybody does. I'm not a unique, you know, snowflake in this regard. Um, Everyone has those weird pockets that they will get grossed out by. But, like, I don't know, for some reason, this is just not one for me. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I totally understand it. That's not that gross, right? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't didn't really feel grossed out by it while working on it or talking about it. Um, There have, for sure, been things we've talked about on the show before where I was like, that's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. Um, But the only thing that did uh, gross me out while working on this episode was... I pulled up something at one point that just had a bunch of very high-resolution pictures of cowpox (laughs) sores, and I was like, I didn't need to see that. Not so great. (laughs) Yeah, reading and talking about it, not as big of a deal. I'm I'm more grossed out by the treatment of some people in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, The enslavement of children and the forced inoculation of enslaved people and... Uh, all of that is a little more gross to me than the idea of pus, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, it's, there was just a lot. Uh, we, we only mentioned it. It was not, it was kind of outside the scope of this episode, but um, the whole idea that Thomas Jefferson was like, I'm going to use this vaccine as a diplomatic tool Ooh. when working with indigenous communities who had been devastated by the illness. That we introduced, yeah. It's, yeah, and then, um, I mean, there's been some historical debate about whether uh, whether smallpox really was used as a bioweapon by giving people contaminated blankets. Like, there's been right back and forth about that idea over the years. Just a whole complicated thing. Um, and it's like, on the one hand, you can you can only eradicate a disease if if enough people are vaccinated against it. And when it came to eradicating smallpox, 
I think we talked about this in the earlier smallpox episode, but not until this one. Like, it took really, really careful management. And if somebody developed smallpox, they would kind of uh, make a ring around that person with vaccine and, like, vaccinate all the people who were going to be in close contact with them. Um, And if somebody said no, like, that had the potential to to make the whole process of trying to eradicate it go on longer if that if that went on. So it's like a whole complicated thing of like the human interest aspect of needing everyone to be vaccinated in order to stop the progression of disease, but also people having bodily autonomy about what they want to do with their bodies. Uh, I had a lot of, I don't know, thinking and soul-searching about all of these things while working on this episodes. Uh, I am very glad that medical technology has progressed to the point that we don't need arm-to-arm chains of children to transport vaccines. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Also glad (laughs) that uh, we have so many different COVID vaccines that are uh, being, you know, demonstrated as pretty effective. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, the science behind that is to my mind, really cool. And so there's like a whole other element to it where it's like, no, it's not like previous vaccines where you're getting dormant virus. It's attacking the whole structure of it instead. And that to me is just like super interesting. Cool. Yeah. Pretending the pandemic did not exist. I would just be fascinated by the science of it. Um, The pandemic existing makes it all feel a little more urgent. But (laughs) Urgent is exactly the word I was thinking of. Yeah, if you want to know more about, like, the vaccines and how they were developed and how they worked and all of that, again, the podcast Sawbones uh, is a medical history podcast, and you will have explanations from an actual doctor, which we are not. No. So anyway, happy Friday again to everyone. Uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend. And if you want to send us a note, go for it. We're at historypodcasts at iheartradio.com. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 